Hello and welcome to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast. My name is Dave. Joining me tonight is Jenny. Hello, my name is Jenny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, tonight, we haven't done one in a while, so we thought we'd bring you an interview. Uh, we have an interview with a returning guest. Uh, he's our first trifecta, our, ha- our first hat trick. He was actually our first guest altogether. Chad Rook is back. Uh, he's been on the show with me and Jason. He's been on the show with me and Kyle, and now it's me and Jenny. Uh, so we're going to talk about what he's got going on now. He's got a new show that's coming out in October. I thought it was September. That's embarrassing. But uh, he corrected us real quick. It's in October. So uh, we're, we're, we're able to hype it up. It sounds great. It doesn't need our help. Um, but we're going to hype it up anyway. That's called Timeless. And uh, anyway, so we'll let him talk about it. Here is our interview with Chad Rook. All right, joining us today on the podcast, he's no, 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 no real mystery to the podcast. We've had him on twice before. He was our first guest. He's going to be our first three-time guest. Uh, you've seen him on many different shows, Supernatural, The Flash. He's our favorite rogue. Um, and you're going to be seeing a lot more of him very soon, including this 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 past week. You would have seen him on the debut episode of Timeless. I believe he's in the debut episode. We'll find out here in a minute. Uh, but Chad Rook is on the show with us. Chad, how you doing? Hey guys, how are you? Awesome, awesome. Thanks for coming back on. It's been a while. Yeah, I didn't. I, I actually kind of forgot. It's three times now. Yeah, <laughs> pre and post Flash, and now we're doing a pre Timeless thing and uh, pre War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's craziness. Uh, that's that's all awesome. We're we couldn't be happier for you. Every time something comes out, man, we're we're stoked for you. Oh yeah, thank you. It just uh, it seems lately it's just uh you know every day is kind of a mystery as to what's gonna happen. And you know this week again, just you know new things are always coming up. It's pretty crazy. Is there stuff that we don't know yet that uh, is in the works? Uh, well, yeah, we we literally just landed another new series. It's called The Deep, um, which is this new uh, uh, upcoming thriller mermaid series coming out. And so I just we just landed that uh, like a few days ago. So we're we're pretty stoked uh, about what's going on. Uh, so onset of timeless and then now we're going to be onset of that at the same time so it's, it's pretty crazy times hold on it's a thriller with mermaids <laughs> yeah man it's it, it's yeah it's definitely not the little mermaid brand type <laughs> show that's for sure that sounds awesome i'm in already man yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. what do you yeah, know yeah i mean it's 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 gonna be pretty epic <laughs> do you know what network that's gonna be on uh not yet no okay. it's it's like this is just a brand new pilot uh oh. so i i don't have any really too much details at all uh actually i just have the table read with all producers and cast and everything in, in on thursday this, in a couple of days here so we literally know nothing it's just so brand <laughs> sounds awesome that's something to get excited for yeah yeah absolutely so okay before we talk about timeless uh because that's the big one that's coming out that's tomorrow well when we record this it's coming out tomorrow um the pilot i think airs tomorrow yeah um, um, I believe October 3rd, right? Is it October 3rd? Oh, man, my dates are all messed up. Okay, October 3rd, no we got worries, plenty of time then. <laughs> plenty of time before it airs. We can hype it up real good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you did the, the pilot episode of The Flash, and clearly that show is doing very well, and I think most of that's because of you. Um, oh, well, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take for all of The Flash success. Right, right. They're, ri- they're riding on The Weather Wizard, the original Weather Wizard, his his success. Um, what's it been like doing the cons and stuff since that's aired? Uh, it's been kind of well, pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I always, I love doing Comic Cons. Like, uh, I mean, that's like I said, 
you know, when I when I first started acting, I used to do theater, and and you know, I, I really liked that interaction with the fans and you know people that have watched your work. And a lot of times with TV and stuff, you don't get any of that interaction and stuff. So Comic Cons allow you to kind of you know go back to face to face with the with the fans and stuff. So I, I love love doing that. And and again, you know, I'm able to do what I I, I do you know full time for a living and stuff because of those fans and stuff. So it's nice to give back and it's nice to hang out with them and see what they say. And and honestly, I mean, fans are they're just so fun. I mean, especially at Comic Cons. I mean, they're 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 full on fans of the shows and stuff and just watching cosplayers and, and all that kind of stuff it's always fun um i i unfortunately i um i haven't been able to do too many cons as of late just because of my filming schedule and unfortunately i had to cancel a few just because of filming but uh, uh i have a couple coming up and and looking forward to those do you have any like a favorite cosplay you've seen yet at one of these cons Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. There's, it's impossible to pick favorites because <laughs> every every time, like, I think, oh my, that's my favorite. Then someone will outdo it and stuff. But um, I think one time I saw this little kid, and like, we're talking little, and he was in a full-on predator outfit, and we're talking this thing must have cost him thousands of dollars because this thing was moving and and like just like the movie and i was like wow that i that, think that kid i is... think i've seen him is he, he's probably maybe seven years old right like he's ti- maybe he's like it's, a, it's a little kid but this tiny. this outfit is amazing yeah so it was <laughs> it was crazy and I've and he even it. popped the, yeah he even was even a little pop off the mask and then underneath it has the actual predator face i was like this kid is gonna grow up to be the most spoiled bastard in the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah but start him young awesome. that's yeah. awesome i don't think i was allowed yeah. to watch predator at seven yeah I, I love when parents allow though to go a little crazy i was just at long yeah. beach last weekend and there was a kid that maybe nine or ten years old dressed as Leatherface, and i looked at the parents i'm like Really? And he's like, well, yeah, but see, I see, I, I'm different because I can't say anything. I was raised in a horror film. My mom, I was obsessed with horror film. Still is, and and I love horror. Today's my favorite genre, actually. And and yeah, it was the same thing. Like you know, my family raised me a little bit different. My mom and stuff. You know, she was a single mom, and and instead of yeah, we didn't get read bedtime stories and things. Like okay, tonight we're gonna sit down, we're gonna watch Exorcist. You know. It, it was a little different upraising, you know. It's probably why I have three murders attached to my name, but it's different, you know. <laughs> do, do you think, though, did it mess with you? Because I remember when I was maybe five years old or so, parents was watching um, Friday the 13th, and the whole scene of Jason coming out of the water onto the boat, mm-hmm. that, like, followed me into junior high. Like I Yeah, but you see, that's the thing, lake. though. I was raised with that stuff, so it almost makes you susceptible to it. it makes you makes you almost look prone to that stuff. You don't, you don't. It doesn't bug you anymore as as a, like as I'm an adult now. You know, I'm not I'm not bugged like everyone else is. Like when I go to I want to I go to theaters like all the time by myself. I know it sounds like a loser, but my friends they refuse to go to horror films, and I I go to the theaters on my own and watch them. And just because you know I was I was just down in L.A. not too long ago. And I'm sitting in a theater by myself watching The Conjuring 2, and I loved it. But you know, <laughs> no one wants to go to these things. Oh with me, man! So I don't know. I just, I'm yeah. in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I had to go see an early screening of Blair Witch by myself. Uh, right. But it was worth it, man. And you don't care though, right? No. You're just like, whatever. Yeah, man. It's great. It's yeah, great. It's like yeah. That's right. Um, I want to. I'm the opposite with the horror movies. Like I, I want to wait till DVD because I want to sit there in my house with all the lights turned off. Right, <laughs> you got to do that. But that's why you go to theater. It's dark and stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't go see a romantic comedy by myself because that might be a little bit different. But... <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 
Uh, I want to talk to you because uh, Jenny's got the same kind of temperament with like horror and gore and stuff like that we do. Um, we've talked about it a lot <laughs> on the last two times you're on. You're, you're filming something called Devil, 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 right? Is that done yet? Or Yeah. No, I actually go back uh, end of November to finish it. I go back to Austria to, to finish filming it. We started last year. Um, unfortunately, they ran into some financial problems where they just, you know, kind of overkicked the bucket. And so they had to develop more funding to finish it because it is a, a pretty big um, you know, um, financial based movie, they need a lot of special effects and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we go back to finish it at the end of this, uh, uh, November. Here, so. I, I can't wait. Can you tell Jenny what it's about? Cause I, you do, I won't do yeah, it justice. Absolutely, man. It's, it's this cool concept. It's about, uh, heaven and hell. And, uh, and it's basically this young priest who does fake exorcisms to get money out of people. And, uh, but basically what happens is he ends up, uh, in a situation where, He's doing a real exorcism with a real demon, and because he doesn't know how to actually properly finish the exorcism, the devil actually gets caught on earth with him. Anyway, so they end up in this like cellar by themselves, and the, dev the devil starts talking to them about the real hell and how everybody's going to hell because there's actually like 12 commandments and not just 10, and nobody knows about them. So it it's, it's, it's really kind of a cool concept of what – uh, a, a different version on on hell and, and heaven and stuff and and uh when i was approached by it because i play a lot of villains and bad guys in tv and stuff you know it, basically there's two people in the entire movie there's the devil and there's the young priest and at the time when they pitched this they said you know there's a priest and the devil and erwin letter who's an, an older actor but he's been in everything from underworld to das boot to schindler's list everything so I assumed right away he was the priest, and they were approaching me to be the, the devil. But then they asked me to be the priest, and I was like, "Have you guys seen any <laughs> of the crap that I filmed?" I was like, "I was like, so it was it was a nice, slow, cool thing to to be able to take on a role that's completely different than one, uh, you know, I was I was used to." So, IMDb's got this picture up for that movie. Uh, it's like a black and white mm. picture with the devil, a bucket, and then what I'm assuming is you with with this full on yes, beard. Yes, me with the beard. Nice, yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's it's. Pretty nuts, yeah. It's just me face to face with everyone as as the devil, and it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's it, not only that, just to be on set with everyone himself. Yeah, uh, the guy is an amazing actor. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that photo is is epic. That was the one that yeah. caught my eye when I was scanning through pictures. I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are looking forward to that one, and and uh, and I think it's going to be a pretty good hit when it comes out. Uh, all right, let's talk about timeless. Um. Sure. <clears throat> this huge time traveling show coming to NBC with uh created by Sean Ryan and Eric Kripke, who uh supernatural fans are know they know very well. Um yeah. and Sean Ryan yeah. obviously did the shield, everybody knows Sean Ryan. So it had been pretty cool getting this job. Um, you know what? This was a weird one for me because normally like even with Flash or Planet of the Apes and stuff, um, you know, both those actually I, I had seven auditions for those. And it was just a long process of casting. But for Timeless, um, I was actually at another audition for another show. And after the audition, they called me and said, hey, can you just come in and read this real quick? Um, so I didn't study for it or anything. They just gave me two sides. I studied it in the parking lot, like literally for five minutes, went in, did it. And then by the time I got home, we got the phone call that I got cast for it. And it was it was nuts. And, and like, so it was, That's awesome. it was not the normal. It's not the normal process <laughs> by any means, especially right. for a role of this size. Like I'm throughout the whole series. So it's, it's, you know, you normally is a long process, but, uh, so we got pretty blessed with that one. So, so you can, and, you... Uh, the, the, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, just the, the character itself. You know, I play the right hand man to to Flynn, who's who's one of the main villains and the main villains, or I should say, in the show. And and I play uh, Carl, who's the 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 lead henchman kind of thing. So I'm I'm with Flynn the entire time. We're we're traveling back in the past and trying to trying to change up you know the past to to create a, a new present, so to speak. So <laughs> do you. I have to ask this because it's my favorite thing to know about actors in general. Do you have a preference? Do you really like playing the bad guys or do you want to be kind of the sentimental nice guy? It's not even, it's not even so much the nice or bad guy. It's, it's just, um, I'm a character actor. I'm, I'm kind of along the lines of, um, you know, the Johnny Depp's or the Brad Pitt. Like I just like characters. Um, so I don't care if they're good or bad. It just so happens that in TV land, a lot of the times the characters that aren't the normal people are usually the villains or the bad guys. Um, yeah, it's not too often you get a TV show where that crazy Joker-like character or something like that is is a, is a good guy. So um, if I had a choice between villains and, and you know a bad guy and a good guy, though, I would 100% of the time pick a bad guy, though. He, the bad it's, guys it's have more just, fun. He, yeah, none of that. A lot of times they just have more backstory to the character, man. You can be a little more sinister, you're a little more crazy. You can do, you know, things that aren't expected or aren't of the norm because that's what makes them villains and stuff. Whereas um, being a good guy, a lot of times it's pretty cookie cutter. It's, uh, you know, you have to be do this because that's what that good guy is expected to do. So uh, I don't want to say it's too, a little vanilla, but. You know, I like a little Neapolitan in the mix. <laughs> well, a friend of mine, I love that you said that because a friend of mine was telling me one time that when you're a good guy, you can't be bad. You can't do anything that's bad because then you're no longer the good guy. But when you're a bad that's guy, right. you can still do good stuff because you're still a bad guy. You know, so you have Absolutely. a little more character. Do you do you totally agree with that or? I, I do. Um, I think, like I said, it's the whole cookie cutter thing again. You know, when when you're a good guy. You have certain expectations to you, whereas when you're a bad guy, um, people expect the unexpected. So it's it's a little bit, you know, you can you can go outside the lines in the in the coloring book, so to speak. So so for timeless, you're you're regular then, or recurring? Uh, no, yeah, it's recurring. Yeah, recurring? I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah, basically, it's just that. But so far, we're throughout the whole season, so it's, it's great. Um, yeah, and and not only that, it's just a. Uh, um, it's a different show. Like I was just speaking with my agent not too long ago about how I would love to do a period piece. I never in 16 years that I've been doing this, I've never done a period piece. And now I'm on a show that every week I'm in a different period. <laughs> and so it's, it's really kind of cool. And, and just seeing the, um, the setups and the wardrobe. And um, I mean, cause this show, unlike other time travel stuff, it's based on real events. It's not like, you know, Stargate or stuff like that, where it's made up worlds. Mm -hmm. These are, events that really happen and it's kind of cool because every week the viewers and even myself uh you know you get to learn actually about what really happened in, in these things like the assassination of lincoln and you know hindenburg and all that kind of stuff nazi germany you learn a lot that you would never know otherwise like insides and and so the history and stuff of the show is really in-depth and it's it's just kind of cool when you're on set and you know, you're sitting in a scene with JFK and, you know, the Rat Pack and stuff. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, they're coming out of the gate with this thing. Episode two is the assassination oh, of yeah. Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. Jumping right in. It's, it's like I said, it's it, they're going right into it. And, I mean, even the pilot with the Hindenburg is, it's, it's epic. 
As, yeah, I saw the trailer. I didn't see the. Uh, I wasn't really paying much attention to for the Hinberg, but I did see the Abe Lincoln mention and just how they're just kind of walking through different scenes in that teaser. Oh uh, yeah, right. Yeah, I thought that was pretty sweet. I was I was looking for you, but they didn't have you in there. But obviously, you're the bad guy. They're focusing on the no, three good guys. The guy. <laughs> they, they never they never like to put us in the in the previous right. Part, so it's, which just pisses us off, and that's why we're bad guys. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you guys earned the attention. They wouldn't be the good guys if they weren't the bad guys. That's right. Uh, yeah, Timeless, I, I was stoked when I found out what it really was about. Like, it's this time-traveling show, and there's not many, like, prime-time time-traveling shows that, you know I mean? There's... Not that are done well, right? Right. And, and, like, they have, NBC's really, really behind this show, you know? They're putting a lot of advertising, a lot of money and stuff behind it, and they're doing it well. Like, especially when you get on set and you see the the size of it for a TV show, it's, it's great. And it's just cool to have a storyline that's, you know, has that kind of aspect of the butterfly effect, too, you know? If, Oh sure. You just you know if you if you really logically think about it, you know, just changing simple things like just changing a signature on a piece of paper could change thousands of people's lives throughout the years and stuff. It's it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I love that idea, and it can give you a yeah. big head. I mean, we get it every week with the Flash too. Now he's time traveling all over the place, but oh yeah, yeah. With that's with this crazy. show, uh, yeah, it's it's part of the plot, so that's yeah. pretty crazy. All right, um, War for Planet of the Apes. Um, mm-hmm. you a big Planet of the Apes fan going in? Yeah, I'm huge. I was, I was raised actually, my uncle, like I said, I had a single mom. So yeah. my uncles there a lot and they, they watched the old Planet of the Apes and they had toys and everything. So right from a kid and I've always been a Planet of the Apes fan and, and, uh, uh I hate even saying it. I even like enjoyed the Mark Wahlberg one, man. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know why I was just such a fan that I just didn't care. I was like, you know, I wasn't going in and be like, Oh, well, the acting is just, you know, it was, it's a Planet of the Apes movie. Who cares? Right. Right. Um, you know, and I'm a huge fan of the new, the new versions with the, the Matt Reeves and the Andy Circus versions. Um, I mean, it's, it's incredible what technology has allowed us to do and, um, you thought if, if you've watched the first two and you've seen part two, I mean, that technology was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the technology they're using on this part three on the, on the final climax that we did here is, is even so much surpassed that it's, it's crazy to even think about. Oh, wow. We I... just did a whole, uh, a whole podcast about like the CGI and stuff. And I yeah. think most of what Dave and I were talking about is just how amazing they did on that, especially with like the Caesar yeah. character. Oh my um, god, yeah. Do you in I know you can't probably tell us much cuz it's still in production but yeah. do you get to like react and stuff with like the green screen yeah. or the, the So this whole process of planning is has been nuts cuz um I actually um like I said before I had seven auditions with it. Um my first four auditions were actually for one of the ape roles. Um and it got to the point where I even went was taking the ape school um <laughs> with Terry Notary who teaches them all how to work and stuff and I must have sucked at it because right <laughs> after that they asked me to read a human but um uh but it was a kind of a cool process because you know you're in the audition room acting like a monkey and you come out feeling like you acted like an asshole but you know it's um but when they asked for a role you know they said would you read for two different human roles and uh and one role was a really small character um and then one was Boyle who was this, this you know one of the second in commands to them in the military next to Woody Harrelson and um, and then the morning we get the call saying, you, you know, we got some good news and bad news. Uh, you got apes. And so I right away assumed the bad news was I got the smaller role. And they said, no, you, you got the big role. And so I was freaking out. I was like, whoa, 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 what, what, what's the bad news? And they said, well, you got to shave your head tomorrow. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's not bad news. I was like, I don't care. I was like, I was like you wax my head tomorrow. I was like, I got Planet of the Apes. 
But it was really cool just being on set and stuff. And I think one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done in my entire career is watch Andy Serkis on set as Caesar and watching these people. And you know, even though they're wearing motion capture suits, like they're not obviously dressed to the apes or anything because that's mm -hmm. all CGI. You know immediately who's a chimpanzee, who's a gorilla, who's an orangutan. Like they are so well trained on on their actions and motions. It's amazing to watch and. It's a different process because you don't just – normally you just do a take and you move on if you got it. Um, with CGI and stuff, you actually end up doing about three takes for every scene. You you do a scene where it's the humans and the apes together, and then basically once you do that, they scrap that. They don't actually end up using that one. Then they do one where it's just a pass of the apes um, just for sh shading and everything, and then they end up doing it later on in the green screen rooms. And then they do one with just the humans. So that first scene where it's the humans and the apes together is almost just a reference for your brain to know what you're supposed to do on the third take when they're not huh. there. So you're basically pretending they're there. And then afterwards in CGI, they put them all, they put the apes and the humans together in two totally different takes. It's just a pretty crazy uh, process. How, how hard was that for you? Like it's got to be a big change it's, from what you're used to. Yeah, it's not only hard. It's, um, I don't. I obviously don't prefer it. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of a challenge when. Uh, so everything you see in these movies with humans, they're literally acting to to nobody, like to air. And so obviously, it's a lot more challenging. It's almost like the audition process, where you're in a room by yourself and you have to interact with people that aren't there. So it's kind of what it's like. So I guess the audition process kind of helps you out in, in a way when you're when you're dealing with CGI. Well, I guess it really – you just tap into your, your acting talent then. I mean you really got to shine when it's just you and nothing you, there. You yeah. definitely – yeah, you definitely got to throw things that you normally wouldn't be able to do because, again, you're reacting to something that you know is, is not there. So yeah. it, it's completely just using your imagination. Did you get to talking to Andy Serkis at all about who his character is in Star Wars? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, we had, oh, I totally, in the trailers <laughs> and that, I was talking to him about it all the time, because actually while we were filming, uh, he was, uh, he was going down there, he was for the, uh, the award shows and stuff, and, and they had a huge presentation on just him, wow. uh, when he was, a, when he was, a um, uh, he was giving an award for CGI and stuff, and they had a huge thing, so yeah, we had, we had some talks about it and stuff, and, and, uh, uh, at the time, because Star Wars was just about to come out, he he couldn't give too much information on that. But uh, we had some talks about him. On that and, <laughs> he yeah, didn't give you any cool. inside scoop as to who Supreme Leader Snoke really is. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got, you know, they got that stuff locked down. I don't even know if he knows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay, you said you're you're right. You're pretty much the right hand, or pretty close to Woody Harrelson's character. You got to work with him then, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were on set for four months, and uh, and uh, basically, um, Woody Harrelson kind of plays the, the you know the the protagonist in the film, the the, the villain kind of thing, and and uh, um, uh, the antagonist, right? And, and yeah, yeah, so and basically, you know, it's the military, and uh, there's a couple guys, uh, myself and and this other character named Gunner, or uh, sorry, um, <laughs> um, uh, Gabriel Chavara plays uh, this other guy, and we're basically the right hand man of 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 woody and and we kind of do his dirty work <laughs> oh. you're to lean to this to say you're not going to like me at all <laughs> uh, at all that's yeah. right that's that's the bad guy we, we like the bad guy well yeah. i do at least so uh, that's all, that's... yeah there's there's bad guys and then there's just <laughs> douchebags that's, uh, that's true 
<laughs> That's true. You're probably kicking some monkeys around. Yeah. People aren't going to like that. You're not going to like me. What a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. That seriously is going to be said multiple times. Oh, uh, but that's good. You get noticed that way. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the kind of attention I'm you memorable. want, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm the guy that people come out of theaters and be like, oh, I just want to punch a baby. <laughs> like, you know, is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you got going on? Uh, your production company still still going strong? Um, was it uh, Checkmate? Yeah, we just finished. Um, yeah, we finished uh, The Perfect Pickup, which is a comedy that I wrote and directed. So now we're kind of in the distribution stages of that. Um, and we're working on a, a Christmas film, actually a Christmas comedy that I wrote and am still writing, actually, I should say. And then uh, next summer, we go into another comedy called Walk the Walk, which is a comedy about speed walking. <laughs> and uh, and I'm, I'm directing a music video right now. And uh, and then basically, uh, yeah, just the, the TV series are kind of keeping me busy right now. So. Man, uh, yeah, you're doing everything. You're, you're editing, you said, and you're writing. And... Yeah. And... <laughs> photography and all that kind of stuff yeah it's fun yeah i remember you is might there, is there one that you like more like if you could just every day just do the one thing or do you like that it's mixed up i i do like the mixed up thing it doesn't you know i get bored very fast um and i think that's why i like acting it's always something different um but if i had to choose one acting is is my passion it's always been and always will be um uh, i really enjoy the directing side of things but with the the roles that you play behind the camera, there comes a lot of the politics and stuff like that that I just I, I can't stand. I hate paperwork. I, I don't like any of that stuff. So acting is a lot less of that and more of the creative and, and you know, the imagination side and having fun. So uh, it's definitely acting for sure. I know when we first talked about uh, the production company, it was more of a sense of like, OK, so you just kind of make it yourself type of thing. Do it all yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of not really bypass the audition, but, you know, just make it for yourself, essentially. Yeah, and I think there's a problem is most actors nowadays, they just kind of, you know, they get an agent and they think that's it. They just wait around for an audition. They wait for someone to spot them, which is one of the stupidest things you can do. And <laughs> nowadays, you really, you really do. You have to make your own name. You you have to do your own things. You, If you're not getting cast and you're not building up your resume, all you're doing is just wasting years and basically, you know, growing the chances of Walmart you know accepting your resume and and i mean you're working hard for whatever you're getting i mean for everything you're getting because i mean you've put in the time on all these shows and so it's like you got to work hard to be an actor and then make your own opportunities yeah you do and then you know there's it comes a point now where you know it's now looking at i'm probably gonna have to go to the states now to to go to that next level and so we're we're working on the whole visa process now and and because a lot of those shows, um, unfortunately, when because I'm Canadian, I'm at Vancouver. A lot of those shows, even Timeless and everything, a lot of the leads are cast even before they even audition up here. So uh, it's, it's now that stage where I've built up enough of a resume that I can go down there um, and become a little bit of a bigger fish in that pond, as opposed to a lot of actors who go down to LA thinking that's where I need to be. Mm -hmm. But all you're doing is basically going down there and quadrupling your, your competition. <laughs> and you're now a small fish in a very, very big pond. But if you uh, do what I did, you know, I'm 16 years in and I have pretty well built up resume. Now, now I'm going up against down there and I'm up against people that have smaller resumes than me. So it makes sense for me to be down there now, as opposed to, going down there when I had nothing. So. Absolutely. Uh, so you brought it up. Jenny, Jenny's from the Seattle area. 
and mm-hmm. she, she wants to talk about the Pacific Northwest for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's definitely a different environment. I remember, though, back when I was in, in college and stuff, they were doing a lot of the filming of the uh, X-Files around Seattle, and then yeah. everything got moved up to Vancouver, and The Killing was the show that I was cracking up the most because the whole show is supposed to be based in Seattle, but every time they would do scenery, I'm like, that's not Seattle, that's Vancouver. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So, well, they're very, you know, they're kind of very similar. I mean, they're both wet. So. <laughs> both wet. Yeah, it, yeah. I was trying to explain to Dave, it's, Seattleites always compare Portland and Vancouver as the sister cities because it only takes like two hours to get to either of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's very, they're very close. But they, it does have a completely different feel. Like I, I miss Seattle daily because mm-hmm. I actually live down near LA now, and mm-hmm. it's a different atmosphere. So, I mean, yeah. with your travels and stuff, with the acting and everything like that, how would you handle living like or being in LA more often? Because it is such a such a different, drier well, atmosphere. Yeah, to be honest with you, um, if, if the acting industry did not exist in LA, I that would be one of the last places I would ever move. <laughs> um, it's it's not my type of city. Um, it's very spread out. It's very dry, like you were saying. I'm a I'm a, I was raised, you know, with camping and in the outdoors and stuff. Um, I need that fresh mountain air. You know what I mean? That you you get mm-hmm. up up you know in in the Vancouver area. Um, you know that the just fresh oxygen breathing environment outdoors um whereas la and and this is part of why hollywood is now i mean why vancouver is basically considered the new hollywood um is because vancouver or la is so dry and so desolate that unless you're filming indoors it's very hard for production companies to make la look like anything other than la um it's very expensive to film down there and now with vancouver vancouver is actually the busiest it's ever been and i'm not even exaggerating i mean we have over 67 productions in vancouver now with tv and film everything is moving up here sony is up here image works is up here netflix just moved up here all the the tv shows and productions from all the big american networks nbc fox everything they film everything is filmed up here to the point now where vancouver actually used to be called hollywood north and yeah. now it's to the point where they're actually calling la vancouver south it's pretty it's, <laughs> it's basically um it's kind of strange, but even with the drought down in LA and everything, there's a lot of aspects, um, and and your politics obviously as well. Which yeah, is another whole another story. Um, Vancouver is kind of the place to be for filming and 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 the industry right now, and and I wouldn't be surprised if it is the Hollywood in the next couple of years because um, there's no slowing down. Our dollar is a little bit lower, which just it makes sense for productions to come here because they're getting so much more for the value. Uh, we have the crews, we have the studios, and we have an environment, as you know, um, it, that you can make it look like anywhere in the world. We have mountains, we have oceans, we have cities, we have prairies, we have, you know, dry lands, we have deserts, everything. So yeah, why would why wouldn't you film here? And I think a lot of people don't understand that when you're west of the mountains, it mm-hmm. it's a rainforest. But if you go Absolutely. east of the mountains, it's it looks like you could be in Montana or farms, Arizona. Yeah, yeah <laughs> your flatlands. That's right. Yeah, totally. Well, and you you kind of nailed it on the head too. With LA, is everything is so spread out, and that's what's great about those like northern cities and and other cities throughout the country. But um, it's an actual city. There's yeah, everything's within area. driving distance. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Here, I mean, 
people don't understand that Hollywood is technically still LA, but it's not really LA. But then you got Studio City, then you got Culver City, but it's still all LA. That's you know, that's right. Yeah, and it could take you two hours to get from one side to the other. Oh, <laughs> uh, depending on traffic, it might even be longer. That's right. So, and 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 you know, Vancouver's traffic is is insane, and it drives me mental. But uh, LA is a whole whole another ballgame for that. And you know, when you have to drive that amount every single day just for auditions uh it's just your your whole day is spent in a car it's just not my type of place to be and a lot of it's dirty um like it's just not a very clean city you know you come to places like seattle and that where they're actually kind of clean cities in retrospect to what it is you know and and when you come up to vancouver it's very clean um you know uh it's like recycle city It's, it's 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 pretty crazy yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's that's awesome. But yeah, I mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. Hundred percent. It's mm-hmm. it. I've been down here now for quite a few years, and there's not a day go by that I don't miss being up there. Because especially especially with the drought, when I moved down here, I was like, if I never see rain again, it will be too soon. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah. just rain already. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. But do you find do you find living up there, living up in the north, you're more creative? Because I think that's my biggest drawback living in L.A. now is I feel like I've lost some of my creative like strive because, one, there's always stuff to do. But there's although you're stuck in this art community with the film and, and music and all that, I think you almost need the rain to keep you locked inside to do things on your own. Um, well, I think, do you ever I think having... That? Yeah, well, I, I think having seasons um, kind of <laughs> kind of assist you in in getting rid of the monotony of of, of life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when you're in LA, it's nothing but sunshine twelve twelve months of the year. That's just that's what you get. That's what you expect. So there's no ups and downs of what's it going to be like today. There's no excitement of oh we got sunshine today, so we're excited about that. We're down in LA. No one's excited about sunshine. It's just, that's what it always is. We so do though it, if it starts to rain or like sprinkle, we do get storm watch, which is you go all, yeah, all panic. Oh, <laughs> oh god, we got a spoonful of rain, and all of a sudden there's mud slides everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you have a do you have a plate like a sort of environment that you prefer to act in? Like, do you like the more cold and rigid environments, or do you want the more desert? I actually like um, uh, when we're filming downtown and cities and stuff like that. I think amongst the public, um, I just like it. It's it's kind of that energy that's there when when people are all there watching, you know, explosions or big car accidents and stuff. Um, uh, I think that's kind of one of my favorites. I, it's just a it's a fun environment. But um, there's still a lot in 16 years that I haven't encountered. Um, for example, The Deep, this new series that I'm on. Um, you know, I play a fisherman named Chris and, and so we're going to be in the middle of the ocean. And so we're going to be on sets with these massive water tanks that I've never experienced. So, uh, I still have little things, uh, certain environments that I haven't been able to act in yet that uh, I'm looking forward to. And, and so I get to do that. So that might be one of the new ones. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Is there any kind of anxiety now realizing that you're going to be in the water quite often with this show? It sounds like. Well, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going to be like the one mermaid. Like if I turn into like a merman or something later, in the season, I'm going to be the one that's like, pat, like you know, doggy pat. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not the most amazing swimmer. In the world. Like I can swim, absolutely. But I'm not one of those people that can like swim across an entire lake. And, uh, you know, and it's just like, I'll be the guy that like drowns in the middle of the lake. <laughs> 
Yeah. You'll be the zombie merman. That's right. Yeah. But uh, no, so I'll be you know, one of those fishermen that, um, you know, I don't think I'm going to be too anxious, but uh, I, I think excited is, is more of the word. Mm-hmm. Something different. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So with all the, the fall TV shows that are starting up now, what what are you watching that you're kind of excited about coming back? Is there anything that you have time uh, for? I just started actually I, – no, I, I kind of binge watching. We, you know, I kind of go back to series. Um, uh, I just started watching The Walking Dead again. I had to catch up on that. And mm-hmm. uh, right after that, I'm going to get back into uh, Game of Thrones. I have to catch up on and watch all that kind of stuff. So uh, it's not so much shows that are um, – you know, newer or anything like that going a while, but it was that, that kind of caught my eye. And, and uh, um, I started watching them, then I kind of went off, but now I have to go back and finish it. I think you'd really dig Stranger Things on Netflix if you haven't checked it out. Oh, that I watched. Okay. I, I finished. I binge watched that. That I finished and I watched and I loved it. Yeah. Um, everything except for Winona Ryder was amazing. <laughs> except for, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. If I've ever seen a more monotonous, flatline. <laughs> one-dimensional character in every TV or movie history, that is the role that hits them in <laughs> one spot. I uh, I mean, it, I, I, always, I don't know. They could have held a birthday party scene for her before <laughs> all this stuff happened, and she would have been there crying. It was insane. It was just... I thought it was it, weird it was, of, it was nuts to watch. of her character to paint those letters on the wall and look make them look as creepy as they looked. Like, you would have thought she would have had a little different style. Know, you know. It was just weird, you know. I mean, none of them setting a tone. But, yeah, she was she was a little off. It was, it was just, you know, it was just too much frantic, too much crying, too much <laughs> worrisome. 100% of the time, it kind of got to me. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to do that classic, like, movie scene where you slap her upside of the face and go, get a hold of yourself. Right? They needed, like, five of those. <laughs> Every episode. Yeah. It seemed like That's the sheriff right. would be the guy to do it. He never did it. Um, yeah, exactly, right? He's an awesome, though. He was yes, uh, and, and the kids were amazing. We, we actually, like, like I said, uh, we, we sat and we watched that, and we, we loved the shows. So. Yeah, cool, cool. And, uh, you know, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, since, you know, we're all horror fans, and it's almost October. Mm-hmm. Is there a horror movie coming up that you're excited for at all? Um, actually, you know what? I just saw a trailer for, um, Annabelle too. Um, uh, oh. which I, I just saw. And even though the first one was meh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the whole conjuring series and stuff like that. So, uh, I am looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, and I don't know, I haven't seen the Blair Witch one yet. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Did you like the, the original Blair Witch? Uh, you, no, I did not. <laughs> You're probably not going to like no. it. <laughs> no, yeah. They, I, although they go, know, it was like. They they tend to steer the whole witch thing in a different way towards the end. I won't ruin it for you if you do see it, but they kind of go in a different direction. It was oh, so they're not facing the corner; they're actually facing out of the corner. In the <laughs> nope, nope, they still <laughs> go to the corner. They do explain that though. They explain why they're doing oh, it, okay. like a little more detail. But no, they they, they give they leave it so open. How about we have them stand in the middle of the room? <laughs> right. Mind blown, terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. no, but they kind of leave something open to interpretation as to what might be in the woods. No. Oh, okay. Well, that's at least as long as it's updated a little bit, you know, and, yeah. and they actually show something and not just, have, Oh yeah. You get to see you know, something. Uh, nine, 90 minutes of motion sickness. That'd be great. <laughs> no, you see stuff. So I made it a little better. And so yeah, it was, I, I, I dug the last, the last half hour was pretty intense. How- great. Yeah. I will go check it out. I mean, I was disappointed recently. I watched, um, uh, the witch. Do you remember? I don't know yeah. if you saw that. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, did you I like was it? Probably, no, I, I hated it. I, actually, <laughs> um, I thought it was 
I thought it was one of the most overrated horror films of all time. Critics went off crazy about it. Um, not one, and I'm not even just being, you know, over like you know, stating what I'm saying here. Not one part did I find scary at all, and none of that. The language that they used was so old English, it, and and half the movie they were whispering. Yeah, you couldn't. I had rewind it so many times because I had no freaking clue what they were saying <laughs> half the time, and and it just. It was one of those movies that I was I was really looking forward to, but very very disappointed. It was kind of like an Am- like Shyamalan movie, like you watch the trailer, yeah. like oh that looks sick, and you go and watch it, and it actually makes you sick with disgust and dis- <laughs> See, I oh you were you were like my new best friend. I have been in epic fights over it because I have a lot of friends that really loved it. Like they're like, oh, it was so it was so beautifully done. It was so creepy, and I'm like, I was mm. bored out of my freaking mind. Oh, yeah, it, I'll say and, like I was waiting. The whole movie for something to happen, right. and all we got was this naked old woman, and I was like, "That's like I could have went online and googled <laughs> awful porn for this." I mean, yeah, cinematography wise, it looked cool, but the story the story was terrible. I mean, Anna Taylor Joy, the the main actress, she was great. Um, I, yes, I, like I said, uh, a lot of it, a lot of yeah. it, like I said the acting, I had no problem with or anything like that. Is it was the storyline? Oh, um, it was it was one of the least scary movies I've ever watched in regards to horror genre um and like i said just the language and the story was was very more frustrating to me than anything really pulled you out of it yeah i totally agree yeah absolutely yeah have either of you guys seen the um and this is on a side note but anyone seen the trailer for that new ouija movie the um origins of evil yes i have seen the trailer for that that trailer i think that might be the one that i have to go see yeah, like I said, I, 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 I just, <laughs> I just signed up to show me because they had like all these horror films and, I, and I've seen like everyone, but I still just end up rewatching old school yeah. horror films because, <laughs> um, I don't know, the CGI recently just kind of takes me out of it a lot of times and, and the, you know, the old school Hollywood stuff just still does it for me. Um, movies like Prince of Darkness, um, I don't know, I just, it was amazing to me just how they, they did stuff with old Hollywoods. I think the most recent horror movie, if you can call it a horror movie, that I've liked is Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of a cool one. Um, that was with Sigourney Weaver, I believe, right? Yeah. 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 That was uh, that was pretty. Uh, it was it, it was creative. Yeah, it was a different take, at least. Yeah. Mine's exactly. starting to get old now, but I still I can watch The Strangers nonstop. That that's fun. yeah. Well, the, and there's ones like that that are similar and that I like later online. Uh, there's this movie on Netflix called Hush. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. I love that. Amazing, movie. amazing films. Like, like I said, you know, ones that a lot of I like looking at those independent films and stuff that don't necessarily go to theaters and stuff. You know, and and that's unfortunate in this industry that, um, you know, a lot of times if you don't have a big name attached, you'll never see it unless it's you, you kind of search it out. And and that's why I like Netflix. It gives independent movie makers who have amazing films. But, you know, they didn't have a budget to attach a $20 million actor and distribution then didn't put them in the theater. So um, it gives us a way to see those movies. And, and Hush is a perfect example of how you can have an amazing film with, uh, you know, uh, with avenues like Netflix and, and allow people to actually find it and see it. We we love that kind of stuff. We find that stuff for this podcast all the time. And Hush is one of them where we just find a random movie that's not the big release and we just talk about it like crazy. Like Hush was one. There's a movie yep. called Coherence, if you've ever seen. It's not like a horror movie, but it's more of a thriller uh, about alternate realities. Uh, I haven't heard that one yet. It's it's crazy. You got you to check that one out. Coherence is a good one. It's a little old, little older um, with Nicholas Brendan from Buffy. Uh, like he's the, the probably the bigger name in the movie, I think. But 
yeah, I don't know, but I'll definitely uh, coherence. It was called. Yeah, yeah, definitely check yeah, it out. I'll definitely check it out. <clears throat> um. All right. So yeah, you're working just all the time. You got timeless and war of war of, war for the planet of the apes. I keep saying it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I'm stoked, man. I can't wait for all this stuff. And you got so much more in the works. This this mermaid thing. So the deep sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm into that one already. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you ever uh, do you keep up with Flash at all, or you just kind of not you watch? Know what? It? Um, it's 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 kind of hard to do Comic Cons and not keep up with it. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't really watch the show anymore. The fans really fill me in, and yeah, and sometimes you know they'll come up to me about you know the the Earth two and all that, and I just look at them like, what are you talking about, kid? Yeah. Um, but because um, you know, I I am not really watching the show as much. Um, like sure. I said, if I have time to watch TV and stuff. There's only a select few shows that I really watch, and and uh, there's been few shows that I've been on that I'm actually a fan of watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Bates Motel was one of them, um, and I I believe that Timeless is actually going to be another one just because <laughs> it's it's real events and it's kind of a smart show. It's an intelligent show, and yeah. And uh, as much as I love superheroes and shows and stuff like that, after uh, season one of Flash, I. Um, I kind of strayed away. Like I said before, you know, I started watching Walkie Dead and I went away from it. And then I started yeah. watching Game of Thrones and went away for it. But so I'll probably go back to it and, and be forced to by the fans. Yeah, I was going to bring it up because of that Earth 2 factor. I thought, well, hey, maybe they could bring you back uh, because of the Earth 2 doppelganger thing. But yeah. You know, people were talking online about bringing the Martin brothers back as police officers in Earth 2. And I was like, that's kind of a cool concept. Well, they, but, yeah, they kind of you know. flipped. Yeah, with Earth 2, they flipped everything. So, like, the good guys were the bad guys. And so it was, it was kind of like, yeah, I can see that. That'd be pretty sweet. You guys have your own detective agency. <laughs> Who knows, man? We'll no. see how good yeah. <laughs> No, but you're too, you're too busy with this other stuff, man. You're 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 hitting Hollywood by storm, man. Uh, and we're, we're, we're trying, man. We're trying to get there. And, and like I said, you know, these, these visas come through and, uh, and I'll be down, uh, next year, uh, uh, in LA kind of full time more, more so. Well, that's awesome, man. We're, we're happy for you. Um, you're on Twitter. If anybody wants to follow you, right. You bet. Yeah. Just, uh, Chad Rook. Um, like I said before, you know, I'm not one of those guys that have a Twitter name. That's not your name. Like, yeah, <laughs> go, go, go find me on Twitter. It's tank 42. It's like, <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll yeah, be easy. It's just, yeah. just my name, man. Uh, yeah, all, all across the board: Facebook, Twitter, Chadbrook. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll we'll be looking forward to the movies and TV shows, man. I can't thank you enough for coming back for a third time. Uh, always a good time, man. No worries. Yeah, I really appreciate the support, guys, and uh, keep kicking ass over there. All right, thanks a lot, man. Thanks so all much. All right, guys, take care. Bye. All the best. All right, guys, that was Chad. Can't thank him enough for jumping on again with us. It's very busy guy. Sounds like. Uh, just a, a good time catching up with him, getting to know what he's got going on, hearing all about the motion capture process with Andy Circus. The guy's worked with Andy Circus now. I mean, before and Woody Harrelson and Woody Harrelson, like it's it's insane. And now he's going to be on Timeless. He's going to be a bad guy chasing, running around with Nazis and uh, the Hindenburg and all kinds of craziness. And maybe he'll be involved with the Abe Lincoln assassination. We don't know. We don't know yet, but we're going to find, I'm going to find out. I don't know about Jenny. She's got a busy schedule as it is, but I'm watching. I, I, I am, I am, I am in count me in. And I can't wait to find out what happens with the deep. Cause I'm in for that one too. Mermaids. Let's do it. I'm all for it. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, he's got war for the war for the planet of the apes. Got it right this time. That, that I mean, that doesn't need any help. That's going to do very well next summer. So be watching for that when he helps out Woody Harrelson and beating up poor defenseless little monkeys. Sad, sad monkeys. My money's on Caesar. 
Well, yeah. I mean, it's their movies. It's not Charlton Heston's movies anymore. It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the monkeys' movies. So, all right, AtomicKingdom.com. You can head over there. You can see all kinds of new articles. I posted a trailer last week for this new movie you might have seen called uh, what, Passengers with with Chris Pratt yeah. and Jennifer Lawrence. Looks fantastic. I can't wait for it, but I, I really hadn't seen much from it, and then I saw a trailer for it the other morning, and I thought, wow, that looks really good. A little romantic comedy in space with some tension involved as well. So, it looks pretty good to me. I don't know. Did you get to watch the trailer? I did. And what would space be without a little tension? <laughs> right, right. Chris a little Pratt. sexual tension. Oh, yeah. She's crawling across the table to him. Yeah. Score, buddy. Good job. Uh, and he clearly did, so he did something he's hiding from her, so it's probably not a good thing. Uh, we'll find out. Maybe we'll get to see evil Chris Pratt. We haven't seen that yet, really, in a big movie. A bad guy, Chris Pratt. So, we'll see. I mean, he's kind of bad in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he's the lovable bad guy. If there is such a thing. Anyway. Bad uh, guys are the good guys. Right, right. Jenny is all about the bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also at AtomicKingdoms.com you can find Jenny's red carpet interviews with the cast of Lethal Weapon and also the cast of Ash vs. Evil Dead some awesome stuff awesome content there you can also find it on our YouTube channel YouTube.com slash that's right there's three videos there now it's craziness there might be more in the future but right now there's two amazing ones with Lethal Weapon cast and Ash vs Evil Dead cast which I'm still geeking out over the Evil Evil Dead stuff like I I can't even believe it. You're geeking out. I'm still like going did that really happen? <laughs> this is your this is your life now, Jenny. <laughs> and oh, no, embrace right? it until I move to to Los Angeles and then Get I'm Get your ass here. <laughs> I, need, I uh, need help. So I don't have those frantic I need a cameraman, damn it. <laughs> I, I can't do the camera work as as good as Patrick does, but I can at least point it at somebody and push yeah. the button. So Patrick that, is our behind the behind the scenes guru these days, Mr. Professional Editor slash cameraman. And I bet li- he's literally behind the scenes right now in the room with you. He he is. He's got <laughs> he's he's got clips up online of some other stuff we filmed. There you go. Yeah, look for that too. Some Long Beach Comic Con coverage should be on the website by the time this airs, I believe. If not, shortly thereafter. Um, you can find our podcast. I mean, you've already found it. But if you haven't subscribed yet, you can subscribe on iTunes. I mean, let's be real. If you're listening to me now, you found us. Duh. But if you haven't subscribed yet, you can subscribe subscribe on iTunes. If you're listening maybe on the website, you can go to the, your podcast app on the Apple software. Or on Google Play if you're an Android person, or if you don't like either of those, we are also on something called Satchel Player. You can download that. Uh, what that is is a great way to get connected with us and the content that you're listening to right now. You can do things like tweet us directly to the show here, or you can even send us a couple bucks if you know, you're know you into that kind of thing. Meaning right now, if you wanted to help us out, because you know clearly we sound like poor, haggard people, and we need money to live every day because this podcast is destroying our lives. No, just kidding. Um, but if you want to help support the show, you can send one, two, three dollars, whatever, hundred, whatever you feel like we're worth. Maybe we owe you money because you've listened to the show now and you've heard us talk after Chad Rook left and you're like, these guys suck. At least that Dave guy does. Anyway, back to the satchel player. 
go check it out. Download it at satchelplayer.com. You can even register your podcast there and you can see like local podcasts. So you can see if there's a podcast coming from your city and maybe you hook up with them on Twitter and say, Hey, how do you do your show? Maybe you could give me some tips or I can give you some tips because you sound like crap or I don't know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> However you roll, Satchel Player. That's the oh. way That's the way to do it. Um, we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, check us out there. Thank you again for listening to us. If you liked what you heard, please, please, please give us a review on iTunes. Helps us out. It only takes a minute or two. We can get new listeners, get the conversations going a little bigger on Twitter. We do ask you guys quite often for your uh, opinions and stuff. So we would like to hear from you on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. You can find our show along with the Two Broke Geeks, Just Two Pals, and our newest podcast all about professional wrestling called Ringside Geeks, all over at AtomicGeekdom.com. And that's that's it. Thanks again for listening all the way through to the end of the show, which this sort of is, I guess, right now. Yeah? Okay. Uh, we will see you again next week, and Jenny is here. Jenny always gets the last word when she's here. And this week, the last word is... 